Welcome to We're Not Your Mothers with Barb and Beth, over 80 years of adulting experience. We don't have all the answers, we just think we do. We're back, and I am still excited from our evening with Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, we went. We saw her. I loved it, and she's going to be in Vegas in, over my birthday weekend. Oh, I'm so maybe about a future that. plan? I'm thinking a little what birthday theater? weekend in like, October. What hotel? Or? Well, I don't want to say the wrong one, and I have to oh, be you distracted. Would have, yeah, you would say the wrong one. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't want to steer people <laughs> wrong, but... We saw Eliza at the beautiful Rialto oh Theater in Joliet. Gosh, it is a beautiful theater. Hello, Barb. Hello, Barb. Oh, my gosh. Let's get into it. First of all, I just want to say that her and her two warm-ups, very funny. Oh, we so good. most excellent seats. Thank you, Beth. Like, she she hooked us up. I you know, to. I cannot look at a, a, whatever they call those maps and figure <laughs> out where I am. I could be in the parking lot, and I'd book it. So we had great seats, and then Beth upcharged herself and got a meet and greet. I had to get it. I could not not do the meet and, and greet. And then she tells me, oh, we're going to do a meet and greet. And I go, oh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but but this, the meet and greet, let me tell you how, like, really good it was. Okay, so my Kristen ended up going with us because yes. Kristen is the one who introduced me. Kristen and Emily are the ones, it would be Eliza, her her um, HBO specials would be on yeah. in the family room and I would go and I would sit and watch. I mean, what's, I mean, she's phenomenal. Yeah. So that's how, and so I knew my girls would like it. So I said to Kristen, would you want to go? And she wanted to go. And then I said, well, I got this VIP and you know, Barb has nothing. She knows one celebrity, Jim O'Hare. That's enough. That I, that I would cross the street to see Jim because I know him. Yes, I would not cross the street to see any other any, celebrity. Yeah, not it, to have a conversation. With yeah, she, just because. Well, because it's not really like they want to have the conversation with you. Absolutely. We are paying for it, so it's yeah. kind of like, well, sorry, but I have got to tell you something so universal happened. So. My Chris, well, first of all, in Eliza's show, and I'm not going to say a lot about what she talks about because I think everybody should go see her. Yeah. Either that good. or read her books or watch, listen to her specials, her HBO specials. She's just so good. She uses words sometimes, I don't know what they mean, so, and I can never remember what they are, so I could look <laughs> them up later, but I'm kind of following. Did you hear I her say incel, though? She did say incel, but we have to, you can talk, tell us what that means, though. Incel means involuntarily celibate. Oh, yeah, she does talk about that. And it is generally a term that women use for men who hate women. Oh, see, and I did not know that. Do I know any men that hate women? Oh, they're out there. Oh, <laughs> they clearly are out there, but let they're me tell you. They're out there. So she, in the act, she says, at one point, she says, um, I called my mom before the show, and she said, oh, that's how you're wearing your hair. Yeah. Now, that absolutely cracked me up, because I... That's exactly hear, what Beth would say. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're a successful young comic, comic and you're going to be performing in front of all these people, but that's the way you're yeah. going with your you're hair? You're not going to do something with your hair. So, I mean, <laughs> it just absolutely cracked me up, because it just took me right there. So now, I'm in line with Kristen, right? My Kristen, and she says... Mom, what are you going to say 
And I said, oh, don't you worry about what I'm going to say. If you are going, if you don't want to be with me, then you step ahead. (laughs) This is what happened. So Kristen steps ahead. And she has just a few word exchange, but it's like universal. Kristen says, like in an apologetic tone, yeah, my mom's behind me and she's going to talk to you about my podcast, (laughs) about her podcast. And Eliza goes, oh, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. It was like the universal, like... The reason I did not want a meet and greet thing around my neck, I headed right for the parking lot. Exactly. Because you knew I would say something that neither one of you would like. But when they spoke together, it was like the universal, my mom is going to embarrass me any second. Apologies for my mom in advance. In advance. (laughs) And Eliza, she just... She was like, oh, yeah, totally get that. You yeah. Know? So, and I would say, I'm sure Eliza had found me charming. Of course, she would she never know who I was. But anyway, so. And those leather pants? Who could resist? Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> realize you noticed. Of course I noticed. Of course I always pants. the fashion plate. I well, always have to I wouldn't say that. Sort but. of stare into my closet and then go, <laughs> I can't compete. No. <laughs> I mean, it was just such a fun, fun night. Kristen said that she had a great night, too. And I I really do have to say to the people that listen to us who, my Swiss Air girls, all the Eastern Airline girls, all the people we work with and stuff, I know you already know about Eliza, but just watch her. I mean, she says stuff that, you know, she's interesting. She's as funny as all hell. There's no doubt about that. It's just clever. Her, she's good. Her comedy is, and it's clean. It's not like you're like, well, well, some of, I mean, it's not prudish, but I mean, it's not vulgar kind of stuff. I like it's a just, little vulgar. I it's typically Beth who doesn't like the vulgar. I don't like vulgar. And she likes to talk about poop sometimes. I prefer not to talk about poop. But <laughs> You're talking about it now. I know. I, and forgive me. <laughs> forgive me. It's got to be the Amstels. But um, yeah. But in general terms, she's just, I think like every like young woman, young woman, like people that I mean, we have young women that listen to us. I don't know that there are and they would all know Eliza. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But people for, knew because yeah, I, I was I mean, telling my son. Like younger, oh, like you know the other girls that we know, the 13, 14 year old girls. I who think, is this? Um, oh, like Johanna and oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They would. I mean, they're. I mean, you do your synchronized swimming with them. Yes, when, <laughs> I do. Well, we had tr- we try. We you aspire try. to. But I mean, it just was such a fun night. I'm definitely. I think I'm going to go in October again. Oh, you over should. The birthday. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, but it was fun. So you had grandchildren in and did. I had visit visitors, which was lovely, but I had the week from hell from work while I was sitting in my own house and everyone was having fun. (laughs) I was working and not having fun. Um, so that was a little not so great, but just having the grandkids in and is good. You know what? It's like I really I wanna learn so many new things about things I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm not interested in Outlook. I'm not interested oh, in like yeah. this computer well, get interested. stuff. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's like I get you. So you're changing things at work. I'm gonna we're changing things at my work too. And the beauty of being in an office together is that it just 
seems easier. One person discovers something and lets you know. But, like, we're on that teams, and so my coworker and I, because there's only two of us, just call each other through teams, and then we can be in the same thing and say, I did this and this. So you do kind of mimic walking across the room and staring right. at someone. I mean, and we do, a li- we do that too, but we get distracted from our, you know, we're pulled, we're in an emergency department, so everything gets, it's like we can work on something until an emergency kind of right. happens and then somebody has to be pulled out. But, um, but, it's still better working from home than having to absolutely. go into the office. Absolutely. Without a doubt. With, I'll tell you, with gas prices the way they are, I just got gas today. The last time I got gas, it was three seventy nine. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how long a tank of gas lasts me. <laughs> I also have a Ford Fiesta, so shout out to Ford. Um, that car gets good gas mileage, and I haven't, I was like, I'll just fill up when it goes back below $4. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't happening. So I had to yeah, get gas to today. Go. But, I mean... It's that is a huge perk, and mm-hmm. I know it's a privilege to say I don't have to worry that much about gas prices because mm-hmm. I'm not really going anywhere. I don't have to drive downtown Chicago every right. day and stuff. Right. Um, so I know that it's hurting people. I know it is. Right. Oh my you know? God. Of course, it would have to be. But anyway, not to get yeah all on oil, that oil oil yeah. talk. I'm not going to call it political talk. I'm just going to call it oil talk. The be- the price of the barrel has gone down. So feel free to drop the price right. at the pump. any minute. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, but I was just going to say that part of I don't know. It, it was just like I'm okay with like learning new things and figuring new, uh, new things out at work. I'm not okay with getting hollered at. Oh. And so yeah. when people are emailing you with a tone or calling you. I talked to the same doctor eight times in one day. So that just goes to show you, he didn't really <laughs> believe what I was telling Aww, him. <laughs> That was hard. That was really like hard. I somebody raised their voice to no, you. No, he wasn't. He didn't raise his voice. Well, he's but frustrated. He was, he was very frustrated. frustrated. And yeah. he was just saying, like, I don't understand. Everything was working perfectly. Why would they change it? And I said, I wasn't consulted. <laughs> I absolutely wasn't consulted. Today was go live. I, that's all I was told. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. and it's, it's, I don't know, this is boring, but it's, you know, I work at a hospital. They change things all the time because the they might get yeah. a dollar savings or something. Oh, my, Marv. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Or the old system was falling apart and they want to and retire they to it. So that's fine, too. Well, I'm going to bring up something uh that since the last time I saw you, since we recorded, I um, I had a Zoom with the Swiss Air Girls. Oh, how nice! Well, you know, I just love them. A I mean, Zoom when, like everyone's face to face, awesome. That's it really was nice. it was well because not all of us live in the same town, so we. I mean, it's not like we're going to yeah. get together. I mean, in the same state, exactly. So, yeah, I know. I do the Zoom book club, and I I do like it. It's enjoyable. It was, you know, they're. They're big fans, and I do have to say, as much as Barb says she will not go out, you know, to, she wouldn't, like, she does not care about celebrity, the Swiss Air Girls were planning a get-together, mm-hmm. and uh, Julie, we, I guess she wouldn't mind if I used her name, Julie Penn, uh, she was like, and don't forget about Barb. So, of course, I had to call Barb and say, you got a fan shout-out, Barb, a fan <laughs> request, they want, the Swiss Air Girls want you to come. But um, they brought up some topics, and I thought, I said to him. Barb would be so good for this. And this is 
really where, where it comes from. We have talked about like helping children out, mm -hmm. like to what point. And that's what kind of this conversation was. It's like everyone thinks you should let your children, you know, learn on their own. Let them figure it out on their own. Let them figure it out on their own. And I have girls, you have a girl and a boy. The girl would know, your daughter, absolutely self-sufficient, yes. would not need you to help her do anything. My girls the same way. They did well in school. They did not need to consult me for stuff at school. They liked school. Mm -hmm. That being said, it seems to be a little bit different with boys. Can be. I mean, there it were can, not every boy is all yes, alike, but obviously. it can be. And, I mean, I know people who have struggled with their daughters and their mm -hmm. student status for the same reasons that I struggled with my son was just a general disinterest. And I have often thought that for my son, who's 21 months or two years or whatever you want to call it, younger than my daughter, I think he was felt like I'll never catch up because he would say well she can read and I can't read and I'm like you're four mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you will be able to read right. she is six you are four so it is how he felt about himself because okay. he certainly doesn't have a lack of intelligence but it was well I'll never be like her right so I'll never well, and it's funny you say that, because I never thought of it this way before, but one of my funniest stories about my girls are in the back seat of the car, and I had picked them up from preschool or whatever, and they went to a Montessori preschool, and they, in fourth grade, and by the time Emily was four, she could read. Right. So Kristen is in the back seat, and Emily is reading something, and Kristen <laughs> says to me, if you would just buy me Fucked on Phonics, I could read. <laughs> and first of all, I took Fucked. <laughs> I thought she said another word, but it was not. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, all you have to do is buy me Fucked on Phonics, and I could read. You have to dial 1-800-A-B-C-D-E-F-G. <laughs> now, I am dying right now, so I say to Ed, Christian wants to hook up. I mean, I'm telling him the whole thing, and of course, he's looking it up. Right. It's three hundred dollars. Well, she's three years old. She's three. I'm like Christian. But it's the competition. It's like the, right. she didn't it's like, like her it sister. that her sister was a high. I of never her. thought about it until this minute. Until yeah. it was like, well, I mean, I knew that it was that Emily could read and stuff. But I would tell my kids, and I'm going to share this with any like people with young children because I thought it was brilliant. I would say to my girls things like, like say they were four, or no, they were six. I would say. They would say something, and I would say, uh, are you smarter than when you were four? Mm -hmm. And they would say yes. And I would say, I'm 40, so I'm smarter than a six-year-old. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you will be smarter when you, yes. you can do this when you're older. You can do this when you're 10, because when you're 10, you're smarter than when you're six. Mm -hmm. And you know that, because right. you're smarter. Mm -hmm. You know for a fact that you are smarter now. Right than you were when you were four. It's not abstract. They're yes. like, well, of course I'm smarter now. Right. Don't you get it? That's a good That's a good thing to to constantly reinforce. Yeah, is I, that, it was my thing. I said yeah. it all the time. Are you, you know, are you smarter than when you were five? Are you, you know, the whole, I used it for years and years, but these are the same children that I would say, let me see your tongue. 
when I thought they were telling a lie. Oh, yeah. Because they believed, yeah, My let me see your tongue. And yeah. If it turned black, it's a lie. Yeah. Well, then if they hesitate, because right. they don't want to show you, exactly. you know it. <laughs> but anyway, so you and I, over the years, have talked about you don't help, but at what expense? And I think, and when I was talking to the Swiss Air Girls, I said, Barb has really good advice about this, and I shared it with them because you weren't there, and they thought it was a good idea to share. So, what is it? What did well, I? Well, it's what, like we wisdom. would say, like <laughs> high school, like yeah, like it would be like, um, it would come to the end of the year. You know, these kids know this stuff. You know that they can right. do it. And they just haven't done it. So right. the frustration must be overwhelming as the mother. Yes. I'm going to just say um, that my son uh, really is a social person. Oh, yeah. He was sure. so much more into the social part of school than to the academic part of school. <laughs> to the point that missing recess was like a cause him a physical pain. I mean, so... It's kind of like you. <laughs> true. Although, I, I don't know. I think things came a little easier to me. I was not a studier. Right, right. But, but I mean, the social part. You do not yes. like to not have something to do. Right. Yeah. So in comparison, my preschool-age daughter is learning to write her name. Mm -hmm. Like, And I'm thinking, who's grading you on this? Like, right. you don't have to write your name. You are barely four. All in. She's right. all in. My granddaughter, who's three, is also writing her name. Mm -hmm. I'm my, sorry, just saying. Yeah, I know. But my son had no interest in writing his name, his five-letter name. <laughs> and when he was in preschool, <laughs> we'd bring home a paper. His name starts with K. He would bring home a paper that said Mike on the back. <laughs> and he said, well, it has a K in it. And I'm like, in the middle of it. And it was, it was because he was running from playing and he was just, there's a paper with a K on it, I'm grabbing it. I'm like, now we have to bring this back to preschool. Oh, wait, you mean he brought the oh, wrong he brought paper it out home. to the car. And I would oh. be admiring it like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then I turn it over. This is Mike's paper. Where's your paper? Oh, I don't know. I just saw a K in it. And I mean, he just <coughs> didn't have the interest. He wanted to be there with his friends. He wanted to play in the big room. It was yeah, all about I the could say, Those guys are still his friends they right now. They are still his friends. 30 years later? Yes. Well, oh, I 30 love years that. later. Yeah. Like, he is still, his little squad is yeah, still intact. Yeah, still intact. So, um... He, they commit. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and, I, I don't know. For that, that set the tone, kind of. Uh -huh. And I could tell there was times when he, there was a frustration, and it was like, I'm never going to know... It, I didn't have the Beth O'Hare wisdom to say, you know. I, know, I mean, I, I would say, you was, will. God, I was wise. <laughs> that was good. It was very good. I might not have been able to feed him dinner because I don't know how to cook. But man alive, I gave him, I sure <laughs> told that wisdom. But I think he did, he did fine through preschool, or through grade school and stuff. But once we got into middle school and high school, it was, 
multiple teachers giving multiple multiple homework. I just think he was just a little bit checked out. He certainly checked passed. Out. And don't they all love the video games in high school and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a huge video game person, but there was a time, like when he was in middle school, they would say, he, you know, he could use some extra help. We have these computer classes after, work, after school. He can stay in the computer lab and, like, work on some things. And I, and I went, you know, I went to him and I was like, hey, instead of getting on the bus, just go into this computer lab and mm -hmm. like work on these things. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm done doing that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be at the school to pick you up because you are going to be missing the bus. Mm -hmm. And I go there and he wasn't there. And this was before cell phones. So then I drive home and he was at home. Oh. He goes, oh, I forgot. I got on the bus. And oh. I was just like, they're offering you this help. Right. It was very frustrating. And then... This was my gift when he's in his 20s and we're like out for breakfast somewhere and I started saying something and he's like, you should have been a lot harder on me, <laughs> <laughs> which I absolutely loved hearing. And I'm thinking, I agree uh -huh. with you. I did not want to fight every day. No, I wouldn't have wanted I to fight not. every day either. It must be horrible. And then the teacher or the counselor when he was in high school was like, what's the carrot you know, what's the carrot you can dangle mm -hmm. in front of him to uh, make him try harder? We don't think that there's any mm -hmm. problem. He just doesn't turn doesn't in assignments. Yeah. He gets A's on the test and doesn't turn in assignments. And it's like, and I and I said, I know you've taken math, so 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, <laughs> 98 doesn't come out to a very high percentage. Right, right. And he... I just said, I don't know, I guess driver's license. So I, mm. you know, in Indiana, you have to pay for driving school. So I didn't sign him up. And then I just got so frustrated with him. And one day I said, let's sign up for driving school because you better figure out, you're going to have to get a job and figure out how hard your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. And so then he, he gets a job two blocks from our house, which he could have walked to. I was so mad at myself, but whatever, he got his license. <laughs> And he also, he was the younger of his group of friends, and they all had their license, and they drove him everywhere he wanted to go. Because I did not ground. I wasn't like a ground. No, I person. didn't ground either. But I did not really have the reason, except for now my girls, <clears throat> excuse me, have told me things that I might not have known. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, glad absolutely. I didn't know some of it. Some of it I was happy just to be in the dark about. But you That's said the, truth. the thing about it, what expense is what we yes. were talking about with the Swiss Air Girls. We were talking about if you let somebody flunk out of high school. Like and one of our friends is very, was very like, you know, they'll get a GED, they'll make it up. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't like that answer. No, I The other like, one was like, that. I know he is going to pull these grades up. And it is all going to be okay. But at what point will he do it? And then the other, my other friend, my other Barb, she's like, the way she just says things, she's just very calm and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and she just said, I would never let somebody flunk out of high school. No. And that's what we mean. At what expense? Like, that's... you're going to let them, like, run out of gas? Fine, run out of gas. You've got to put gas in your car. Mm -hmm. Or what is another good thing of something that it doesn't matter? Or you're late. You're late for the bus. You have to walk. You know, walk. No, okay, then walk. walk. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, something like that. Oh, something I also had that, because he did not want to go to school, and I was making his sister drive him to school. So oh. there was a lot of honking in our neighborhood in the morning. She would just... <laughs> 
And then she's like, you can't make me take him to school. And I was like, I can, though. Because oh, yes. he's already missed the bus. Right. And so you're his only option. Right. Oh, my whole thing, you can't make me. What do these kids think they are? Guess what? Yes, I can make you. My favorite, well, though, is my daughter would always call me at work and scream into the phone, discipline him. <laughs> really did make me laugh and and she wasn't wrong no she was not wrong. she was not wrong but I, I don't know oh but you raised a really good guy he is a really good guy but what and see and this was the other thing with my other friends too these sons are good people yes and they are good to their moms that's the problem I think the yes. mom, and I don't mean it as a problem, but I mean if I had sons, they have your heart. They would absolutely have your heart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If someone was disrespectful to me, and you know called me names or whatever, destroyed my house, right? I wouldn't be nice. No, and this is exactly right. This is the difference. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about violence, and we're not talking right. about anything like that. We're talking about kids that are just like yeah. They, they just don't get that it does matter. So, tell the story about the end of school. Oh, yeah. So, when, Kevin, when he was a senior. Well, I'm in the middle. He is working. He is a working person That at that point. He's a senior. It's like a week before graduation. And I'm in the middle of getting a divorce or, or whatever. We're starting that process. But we all, we all live together. So my husband's home and some counselor calls and says, uh, your son has 19 missing assignments for world literature. And if he flunks the class, he can't graduate. So my ex-husband, who was pretty checked out of the kids' academics, and I guess I was too, to be honest. He was 18 and everything, calls me at work and says you have to come home and call this teacher and like find out i already called his job and told them that he quit oh and oh. i was like we'll call them back and tell them he doesn't quit uh -huh. because he will certainly need a job if he doesn't graduate from high school <laughs> and so i come home and my ex-husband and her husband at the time is pacing and he's all agitated and he's like, how could you let this happen? And I was like, well, you're here too. Right, right. It's not you all know? on me. So leave the room. I'm going to call this teacher. And this is what the teacher says to me. Yeah, I accept late work. Everyone knows it. I've got several kids in this exact same situation. They cannot flunk this class and graduate. Um, I said, so what do we, can we just get the 19 assignments in, in the next day or two, or over the weekend, and get them to you. And he's like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, you have a very nice son. He goes, <laughs> he could be asleep on his desk, oh. but when I ask a question and no one's answering, he rouses himself and raises his hand <laughs> and tries to answer. <laughs> because he doesn't want the teacher's feelings yes. to be hurt. And I thought, Aww. thanks for all of it. Thanks for saying that, because now I am not going to be this crazy woman, right. but I sat in front of my the computer with him sitting next to me, and I get your world literature book. We had to write a little synopsis on each mm -hmm. story. He had read them. 
He had read them because it was like Japanese <laughs> and all this other stuff. And I said, I have not. Some I had read, some I had not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, give me a synopsis. I'll type. Right. We got them all done. And it wasn't at one point he was like, oh, I can't believe we're doing this. Yes. Something. I mean, he was just like, well, I have other things I could do. And I go, and I don't. <laughs> I have been out of high school. Right. I've graduated. <laughs> I haven't I've graduated. Even, I haven't yeah. even read these stories. But oh it absolutely. Gosh. And, you know, one of my nephews was in the same boat. He was quite, quite smart. Started kindergarten at four. Was just a straight A student and hit middle school. And just was disinterested. Mm. And then ended up getting... God, it's so interesting. It, it really is. And he ended up getting chicken pox, like, during high school and missed a bunch of mm-hmm. work and didn't make it up. And then for him, it was like, we don't know if he's going to graduate. I'm like, uh, you know, what are you guys doing for the graduation? Oh, we don't know if he's going to graduate. And I'm thinking, him of all kids? Because right, he was so right. smart. But it... I don't know. It's a maturity thing. It's not an intelligence thing. No, it's, but it was at what expense? If you right. did not let, if you did not sit down with him, and he did not graduate, that is too much to right. lose. Because he never took like an ACT or an uh, SAT, and then after he graduated, he goes, "Well, I think I might want to go to college." And I go, "All right, let's sign up for an ACT, you know, right. SAT." And so he did, and took it, and you know, went to the local like community college or whatever, and then ended up at Ivy Tech. Uh-huh. And, but I mean, he, it was on, he's like, all my friends are, well, a lot of them took like, not a gap year, but like a, a, a lot of them did not go away right away. Right away, they just waited. And then they went and, you know, everybody's successful and happy. Right, you know, but I mean, I, I know it, it's like, it all turns out, and I'm sure it will all turn out the same, like with my, um, Oh, that's a tax guy. Sorry, Barb. I absolutely would not let my kid drop out of college or high school. High school. I honestly right. don't think many kids give their parents the option to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what you do if the kid comes home and says, I dropped out today. I mean, because you certainly, I mean, I can't imagine you could kick him out. Um, that seems cold. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. But uh, that's part of dropping out they're not really consulting you about it they're just doing it and i so i'm not trying to be flip about saying but if somebody ever consulted me right i would say please don't do that right do whatever you can do not if you can help and they will take your help and they're open to you help like your son sat down with you you did it he wanted it the other time i think we were talking about like years past, and then it was something to do with the kids and the taxes. It's like, my God, the kids have got, you know, they've got to go get their taxes done. And it was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do these taxes because at what expense? Right. Am I going to let the kids going to be in trouble with the IRS? No. No. You don't want the government in your business. No. Any more than they are now. But one of the things, and this is just a, a function or a an illustration of how disinterested in school my son was, was his big plan. He brought it to me all excited. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the career center. And I said, oh. And he goes, they only go nine to nine to one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sounds like a plan. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't care. Just sign me up for anything. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not doing that. 
I go, what do they have? And he's like, I don't know, like daycare stuff and uh, hairdressing. Daycare? Yes. Like he was going to be a daycare no, worker? that's what I mean. He just wanted to go to nine, nine to work. Right. Yeah, that's what he, <laughs> that was the beauty of it. Not like he yeah. was going to learn something that he found interesting. Exactly. I'm like, if you had, tell me I'm that automotive and yeah, printing. Yeah, well, I can see him like in the automotive. I, I can't. I mean, even when he was like at Ivy Tech, he would say, well, I can't really see myself working in a factory. And now he works in a factory. Yeah. Just <laughs> because he had a good job. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, sometimes... Well, money is a motivator. Well, sometimes it's hard to envision yourself. Right. Like, who knew we were going to be podcasters? Exactly. I, honestly, that is the truth. I have learned, just like Beth says, I know more than I did when I was 15 yes. or 16. I had gotten a job um, after I worked downtown Chicago. I got a job, and... It, I just, it was a really good group of people, mm -hmm. and I just really liked it, and we had this, like, little club, and it was kind of like Robert's Rules of Order and stuff, oh, and yeah. I would be, like, up in front of people, like, making speeches, and I was like, you? is this me? Yeah. Because I was wow. the vice president or some what? ridiculous thing. You're making this up. No, I'm not. Okay, I need, to, I have never heard this. First of all, where was the job? Travelers. And you were like, you guys on the. Tra I was in the Travelers Club. It was an insurance company, and everyone like really liked each other. So we oh, would I knew do that. we but would I do this stuff for charity, and then we would have then we would spend the, like we had dues, and then we would spend money and have a picnic or all go somewhere or whatever. And it was, and we would do our little meetings and stuff. And I and then after that, when I got used to like speaking in front of people. They made me a trainer, so I would train new people. Wow. It was very bizarre, because I thought, I'm not a person who gets up in front. I mean, I did so terrible. I got a D in speech in high school. <laughs> I was so intimidated getting up in front, in of, front of people and talking. And it was like just a few short years later, I'm hitting the gavel. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like being the boss then. But wait, tell me, wait, when, uh, you know what I wondered since we talked about it before? How did you get the job at Burger King? I, somebody who already worked there. I was going to say, I knew it was, yeah, I knew it was like. Somebody come, vouched for somebody, me. But come, somebody dragged you along. Come oh, yeah. on, Barb. Let's do this. Well, even the job I have now, which I've been there 28 years. Um, that was I, from Travelers. It was someone I worked with at Travelers, and she reached out to me, because it's a transcription job, and she I worked for Travelers again. Mm -hmm. I had gone back after staying home for five years. And I had gone back and was working as a quality person in at Travelers. And my old friend reached out and she's like, I, you know, do you want to be a transcriptionist? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she's like, I'll train you. Ah. And I said, I don't know. You know, I already have a part-time job. And then she's like, it's a hospital. We're 24-7 hours. I can... We can be very flexible. It's a great job for mothers. Yeah. And it really was. And so I'm like, I don't know. We can catch, we can go talk about it and catch up. And so my official interview was at the local bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I got hired. Well, I'm not surprised, Barb. Everything's better with Barb. No. If I've said it once. Yes. I've, I've said, said it, it a lot. And a what lot. she told me was. I know. I just am looking for people who can get along with other people. Oh, because so she had she had some. She had some former hostilities in the office, 
because transcription is a real productivity kind of a job. Uh So it got to the point where people didn't want to answer the phone because it would interrupt their flow and all that stuff. And I'm not a productivity person. (laughs) I think we've all established that. that, And so I'm like, I can answer phones. I can answer questions. Yeah, you're not worried about I can, that. Yeah, I never cared. I, I mean, you know what I mean either. I'm not competitive like that. No. Not at all. It's like if somebody else is going to win, okay. Yeah. Like somebody was As long like, as I get to do what I want to do, I Because they would do less. this like with the transcription, and of course it's like kind of, I'm a coordinator now. I just fix mistakes. But um, in the old days, you were supposed to do, I don't know, say 1,200 lines in a day. Mm-hmm. We got paid hourly, but anything beyond that, you got extra money and all these people at the end of the day they would be like oh i did you know 1800 lines i did and i'd be like i did 1201 because <laughs> i wanted to keep my job but i had talking to do well, and, exactly. and research to do and so it got to the point and phones to answer because you were competitive right. but who's the one who's still there as the coordinator yes everyone else is gone it's sad but it, what was funny about it is because no, everyone knew I didn't care. They would be like, hey, Barb, can you look at this um, and figure this out? Or can you, before this was, like before we had the internet, I would go into these big books and find what kind of lab tests they would run for what kind of disease. Oh, and okay. So I would do all this research. And then we got Google. I was all over it. Oh, yeah. And, so, sure. you know, so people who were super competitive would just say, hey, I'm going to pen this, and can you look at it mm-hmm. before I let it go? I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah. So let I was me see, <laughs> Let me learn. Let yeah, me figure this I like, out. I like that job. I like that part of the job. Yeah, that's like, you know, the people where I'm at in the, you know, overtime and stuff like that. I'm like, I would just shoot myself first. I, I mean, for a little bit, I was like, well, should I do it just to be part, like a team player? No. Then I would be like, eh, I really do not want to do any of it. If so I, I'm not if I, like, interested we in had it. our whole new system thing, I got like, I don't know, 45 minutes in overtime. I was just like, ugh, can I leave early now? Yes. I get this off. <laughs> I don't, I mean, 45 mi- minutes of overtime isn't going to change my life. But 45 minutes of extra time. Yes, it's all about the time. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I mean, the lesson of that with, you know, the kids, I think that at what expense is a good thing to keep in the back of your mind. Is it like, am I supposed to let them grow up and figure this out? And you can think to yourself, at what expense? If it's something small, then, you know, like, let's say washing their uniform. Let's say they're supposed to wash the uniform. Now, yeah. the next day, they don't have a clean uniform. Yeah, you're going to let them go with grass-stained uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be like, at what expense? I mean, you you might just, you know, somebody might decide, I've got to put my foot down on this. They're going to have to go with the dirty uniform. It will not happen again. If they, you know what I mean? Because they won't like it. I wouldn't do that either. I'd be I, all I can say one. is, if somebody said, hey, I didn't wash my uniform, can you hurry up and wash it, please, I'd be doing it in a heartbeat. I know, Barb, but we're talking about the <laughs> lesson part of no, it. No, I know. I was bad at the lesson. I know. I was, believe me, I would have done all that, too. I just, I wasn't going to let my kids do without, but I didn't feel like they needed these lessons. But maybe they did. Maybe I didn't prepare them well enough. But I think that it's But a, you know what? It comes back. I raised two really good people, so yeah. all this stuff. My point is, is that you can't let that, you can't decide not to help them at some big expense. It also... And it, I guess you have to decide what the big expense. I Me, think, high school, and IRS, 
Yeah. And like anything with the police. Right. You know. <laughs> like there was at one time when my kids, when we remember when the police came here. Oh, yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> Tell the story. I don't even. It was something that Kristen. Yes. Well, this is what happened. It was all my fault because <laughs> I was at your house. Oh and this is early days before my absolute phone addiction. I left my phone at your house. Oh, my. Your best friend. Yeah. I, they always called it my best friend. Yeah. And I left my best friend at Beth's house, like, on a Friday night. So, uh, Beth's girls, newly licensed, yeah. um, said they were going to work out, and they said, we'll drop it off. And so, Beth called me and said, hey, the girls are going to stop by. They're going to the gym. They're going to bring your phone. Right. And I said, great. And then they pulled up in front of my house ran up to the door, handing me my phone, and I went back in the house, and the next thing you know, someone's knocking at my door, and they're like, those two girls that were at your house just hit the neighbor's car and drove away. And I was like, oh. So I called Beth. She wasn't answering. I was calling your house phone, I guess. I know, and then I think I did eventually answer, and I was at the salon, and I was like, I, I don't need to hear this. Oh, so, but... <laughs> The neighbor, not the neighbor with the car hit, the other neighbor who pays attention to everything, that's oh, the person who came. Oh, is it a Kravitz? Do you have a Kravitz for a neighbor? Yes. Mrs. Kravitz? Okay. They called the police. So ah. the police came and talked to me, and they said, do you know who it was? And I said, I do, and I'm trying to reach the parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just, you know, just got the license. I didn't know who was driving, mm -hmm. which one of the two were driving. Well, in the meantime, the neighbor whose car was hit comes over and says, oh, my God, I can't believe the police were called. Who cares? Like, have you seen the car? It's got a bunch, bunch of dents right. on it. She's like, I probably did a few hit and runs in right. my day. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I remember so that. So she was very cool about it yes, and everything. very cool about it. And then you take over the story from so your So then is for, what I remember is that you pull up here, and my kids are hysterical crying, Ed is walking the dog. He comes into the house, and oh, yeah. it's like, That's what right. is going Cause on? Because I drove over because I couldn't yeah. get a hold of you. Right, so you drive over. So now Ed is like, okay. So he gets Kristen, and uh, he ends up, he going goes to over to your house and goes to the neighbor, yes. and the neighbor says, yeah, just like you said, you know, I, the neighbor says, you know, I used to be a drinker. Yeah. I used to do plenty of hit and runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Kristen said, oh, I guess the name is out, says it was Kristen, and Kristen says, Ed says to Sis, Kristen, didn't you know you are not supposed to hit a car and leave? She goes, well, I knew it was frowned upon, but I didn't know it was <laughs> against the law. So we are, like, dying about it was frowned upon. So, yeah. And this is my honor student. Well, right. I knew it was frowned upon. I didn't yeah. know it was against the law. No, this is, I didn't know it was against the law. I just thought it was frowned upon. I mean, that's how she would say it. And we would be, like, dying. So you have the policeman over at your house, and he's all worked up. Yeah. I'm going to go find him at the gym and the whole thing. Oh, yeah, He yeah. was not happy. No. So... Ed takes that takes Kristen over to the, the police, police department, department. Yeah. and you know I'm, uh, you know I'm a cop's kid. I I always like the the police and stuff. I think I think that when you show that you expect your child to um, be responsible and to be held responsible for something they did wrong, 
the police respect that. That's yeah. what they want. They know things happen. That's why they're there. But they don't want somebody, you know, just taking off and stuff. So we always go by that police station now. Ed, will, we, Ed calls it, well, there's uh, Kristen's bench because yeah. he, <laughs> ma he made her wait, wait on the bench. And then he came out and she was crying, I guess. And she just, she told them what she did. And uh, we had taken care of it with the woman whose car it was, yeah. about whatever had to be done. And here the guy who was so frustrated when he was at your house. Right. Could not have been kinder to Chris. He's like, you know, you can't do that. And she gave him the whole, I thought it was frowned upon kind yeah. of a thing, you know. <laughs> but I think it's just, you know... You do have to own up to some of this stuff. Exactly. And that was the other thing. It was like, it was a lesson. It was like, okay, you did something wrong. You have to go and you have to say what you did and you have to accept that it was you that did it. Mm -hmm. Again, at what expense? It was just, you know. Yeah, you have to take car, responsibility yeah, for your responsibility. And if you don't do it right away because there's an immaturity there or right. a lack of knowledge, you do it later. Right. Like, exactly. you know, and that's what the parent's job is Right, that is exactly the parent's and job. And I honestly think... And, and I don't like people, like, teaching their kids that you can, like, scam out of things. Right. I do not like that at all. Oh, okay, so I'm going to tell my story about the snowball fight that my son was in it in grade school. Oh, please okay. share. I don't even... I'm sure I'll so. recognize it, but... You might not. Okay. So, you know, it's a snowy day or whatever, and my son comes home from school, and he's like, hey, you need to call the principal because I have to sit out from recess, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I have to sit out from recess for the rest of the week, and you have to get me out of it. And I was like, well... I mean, what am I, what did you do? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we were, you know, out and we got into a snowball fight. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. It was I like snow, snow was thrown and, and it's like, <laughs> okay, since kindergarten, you have been at the school. I want to say he was in fifth grade. You know that there's no snowball fighting. Mm -hmm. You you know, you can do that oh, in our boy, yard. It's a hard thing not to do. It is, but, but it is. I it's get valid. It. I, it's valid. It's valid. I Kids get, get hit in the yeah, eye exactly, or whatever. But, oh, I, there's this, nothing like taking the snowball. Oh, and, I know. They, and there's always somebody that has to pack it into an ice ball. Yeah. You well, know, and wreck that, it all. Yeah. But, and it's in the side of somebody's eye. And exactly. Thing, yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get you out of that, but I'm going to, I'll call. Mm. So... I call and I'm like, so what happened? You know, I, you know, I hear he's in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And she says, oh, it wasn't just him. You know, it was about 15 boys. Ooh. And I, and she said they were not listening to the recess lady who was oh, stopping God them. Oh, love the poor recess lady. So the principal had to come out and march them all into the cafeteria. And then she says, and, you know, I want to just share with you that your son was being herded into the cafeteria with the rest of the perpetrators. <laughs> and he walked over the top of the table and sat on the other side. And she said, I just felt like that showed a, di a disrespect to me and the recess lady. And I'm not sure she and was And who was this, the principal? The principal. Okay. And I said, oh, you're absolutely right, completely disrespectful. I just wanted to, to hear it. Yeah. And, and I said, I don't have anything more to say. And then I got off the phone and I said... Um, I'm not getting you out of that, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they call it, suspension. Or, it wasn't suspension. Detention? 
I guess, detention. I'm not getting you out of that. And he's like, what are you talking about? Everyone's getting out of it. And he well, literally, that's a problem right there. He about literally was the only one. Every single other mother got their kid out of it. Really? And I said, well, you know what? I just told him, I said, they get to do whatever they want to do. You're the one who walked over the top of the table. You know snow, throwing snow was wrong. You're the one that showed, that thought it was the whole situation was funny. So I don't care what happened to the other kids and that they got out of it. I know the story that I was told by the principal. And it's not okay. And he confirmed that he did it. He didn't oh, lie. Yeah. He goes, he oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, I get, I mean, you know, you thought it was funny. You were showing a disrespect. And that if everybody else gets out of the detention and you have to serve it, that's what you get. Exactly. It's whatever it was, three days or two days or whatever. I'm like, you live. Yeah, you'll get through it. And don't ever do that again. And don't ever do that again. I mean, people get hurt. Did you, were stuff. you somebody who, like, um, like, did you go to the school about a lot? No. Or did you? Oh, my God. There were so many kid, parents that did. It would just, like, make me cringe, you I, know? I can tell you the one time that I, that, okay, well, one time we, I did go to, I didn't, I did call the school. And the art teacher, she put me in my spot, in my place. Oh, because. <laughs> I guess so, but you know, here's my Emily, as sweet as sweet could be, loved school, but she hated weaving, oh. weaving, like, you know, when you'd yeah. be in art class, and so she would come home with tears and say, yeah. Mommy, please get me out of weaving, please let me go to school, and then come get me, and then let me go back to and school. And you were actually going to think about doing No, that? I just... Oh, I wasn't going to think of But, I mean, she was not trouble. So I knew to take this. It, it meant something to her. And, of course, we tease her about it still to this day. Mm -hmm. But, so I call the teacher, mainly to see what's going on. Why is Emily so upset? And so I, I call the teacher. And you can tell, she was a teacher, and she's been around for a long time. And she wasn't going to deal with some first-time mom who's, you know. Right. This is my oldest child and the whole thing. And she said, well, you know, this is what happens to children who normally do well in everything. The first time they don't like it and they're not doing well in it, they want to get out of it. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. So it was like, Emily, you have to go and you have to you have to do it. I'm not so sure she would be a master weaver at this time. <laughs> That's fine. You can be. But like... she had to go. And I, But believe me, I was not happy that she was sad. But right. that at what expense? If exactly. I had taken her out, it would have been, I'm getting you out of things, and life just does not work like That's that. That's very true. It does and not work like I'll that. I'll tell you, the school district that my kids were in, was full of parents that were getting their kids out of everything. Yeah. And it was really, my daughter is a type 1 diabetic, and when she was in middle school, they have to run a mile, and it was always a secret what day they had to run the mile because everybody would call their kids off school that day. Really? So I call, call the gym teacher or email her or something and say, I need to know because it factors into how much insulin that right. she's taking, what kind of food that she's got to eat that day. It's a medical thing. And the teacher's like, I completely understand. Please keep the day to yourself mm -hmm. because I will have 
half of my students called off. Oh my gosh. The second that they're, and I'm thinking, and she said, and I'm not even strict. I don't make people run. They can walk They it. can walk it. And she said, but still, parents call their kids off school. And I think that's terrible. Well, I, I do too. I mean, you know, if you do that thing, you do you. I just don't think it sends the right message, particularly to a middle schooler. Right. Oh, I don't like this. My mom's going to get me out right. of it. Right. The whole that I'm going to get you out of it is not is not a way to bring up people. Because you know what? All of a sudden, you have raised adults, and you're like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do yeah. that? And you have to think to yourself, all right, I got them out of that. I would not have to. I do have one story about that, though. When my Kristen was in third grade, she, um, we had changed, they had redistricted and different things had been going on. And I, she, at the, it was at the end of October and she came home and she did not do well on the math test, which was upsetting to her because she always did well on the math test. So now it is parent-teacher conference. The teacher had had like Bell's palsy, so she had not started the school year at all. Okay. And it was just, it was a substitute teacher, which in Indiana, you do not, at least at that time, you did not even have to have a teaching certificate, which is a whole other story, but whatever. So now... So in other words, it's a teacher's fault. Got it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, but it was not a teacher for all these months. It was basically somebody to look over the class and give an assignment. She okay. was not a professional teacher. Okay. Is my point about that. So she, I go to the teacher conference, and I said to her, what do you do when you have a student who always typically will get an A on something and then doesn't, what is it that you do or that I can do or that she can do um, to do better? And she said to me, oh, I would have no idea. I'm not a third-grade teacher. And I looked at her, and I was like, well, I'm getting myself a third-grade teacher. Because I thought, third grade, it's an instrumental year. So I didn't say anything. And over that weekend, other mothers had called me. No, it wasn't over the week, maybe the, the week before. And I kind of like, I never got into that whole thing where, like when mother, one mother would start calling you and wanting you to get on her bandwagon oh, and yeah. stuff. I've had that. I know you have one, but <laughs> I never really got onto that. But when I went in and she was so flip about it, I'm not a third grade teacher. I thought, well, I need a third grade teacher. So I didn't, I did not, I wasn't going to participate in any some like kind of mob witch action. Witch hunt or whatever. Or witch hunt to get rid of this woman. Right. But I went that they were off. It was like Wednesday afternoon was the conference or Thursday morning, whatever. And Monday morning I was at that um, principal's office. And I said, I told them what happened, and I said, I need to get Kristen in a third grade class with the teacher. She's a good student, and I can't have her falling behind. And and the thing is, they like school, and I knew that that was precious. Mm -hmm. You know, I did not want that yeah, ruined. it is precious. And he said, we think the teacher is coming back. Would you be okay waiting until Wednesday. And I said, yes, that's fair. If she's coming back, yeah. we are working people. I get it. If she needs to come back and she needs, you know, of course, it's her job. Come back. I'm fine with that. Well, then on Wednesday, he called and he said, she's not coming back. We're moving Kristen to a different, um, 
a different class. Mm -hmm. And I could not have been happier. She had a little bit of angst about it. It ended up that teacher was her favorite teacher. And that teacher, you can be sure, was like, oh, my God, now this person is behind. I mean, Kristen came home with a stack of stuff that they were behind on that this yeah. other class had already gone through. And we just got through it. Yeah. We just got through it, and she did it. She was happy to do it because she liked school. So yeah. she was happy to do that it. Happened. But I, I do have one thing. What? That I could still lay in bed and think night about over. that. Yes. And this is what it was. Kristen was the um, captain of her volleyball team in seventh grade. And they went to the high school to watch a game. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you can call your parents at a certain point and they can come get you. Well, I'm in the parking lot and now the game has turned around and the coach will not let them leave. But Kristen is like, I have to leave. My mother is waiting for me, which I felt very badly about afterwards. If I had waited another half hour, would that have been the end of the world? It wouldn't have been. But I was waiting for her. She came out. The next day in school, the teacher the coach demotes her from being a um, a captain. Mm. After she told her she could leave, but then she changed her mind. She got mad about it. She got mad about it. And I wanted to go up to that teacher, to the coach, and to the principal and make a big, huge thing about it. And I didn't because I knew that this woman, just the little bit I knew about her, that when if I made a big fuss with and got the principal yeah. involved and if you know I didn't like what he said I would have gone to the superintendent. If I had made a big <laughs> thing about I was not so. gonna take no for an answer. If I had made a big thing about it, Kristen would have had to sacrifice right at the, she would have gotten the brunt of it. I knew that. Yeah. I would lay in bed and and it would like be in my head of what I'm gonna say on the last day of eighth grade volleyball when I go to that coach and when yeah. I go to that principal and let the principal know that this coach that you have is no different than the sixth grade girl because she's mean. Yep. So I never said it, but I mean, it haunted me. Yeah. So now we're at a wedding. I don't how know many how many years, years later. Let's say five years later. And we're at this wedding and we're standing around talking to different people. And I say to the one person, She's, I said, oh, you look so familiar. And she said, I'm Miss So-and-so. Oh, she goes, no, you're Kristen. And she said the last name, you're Kristen's mom. I'm Miss So-and-so, the volleyball teacher. And I said, oh, did Mike and Loris know you're such a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> At the wedding. You did? No, I didn't say it. Oh. I was so proud of myself that I didn't say it. Another opportunity to like slam her. Yeah. But was it the appropriate time to be so mean to somebody? I know. At somebody else's wedding? Yeah. It wasn't. Could I have waited for her out in the parking lot? That's what I lay into about. Now, this is how many years later? Oh, I 15 know. 15 years later. But it is those frustrating times. Like, I totally I get knew that. She, I knew Kristen would have to, would have to take it of whatever it was that I did. I knew this woman... It's a fan, I'll turn it off. Oh. Um, I knew this woman would not let it go. I knew she would make, and you know what, Kristen is a, um, she's my little Leo. She's a born leader. So even if she didn't have the title anymore, they all knew who the captain 
of that team was. It doesn't. But I'm going to tell I mean, you, I laid in that bed yeah. night after night and thinking, ugh, and right now, yeah, I better have another Amstel. I'll not, I can just say I ugh. have something to equate to that. This kid stuff, that, it's oh, not I know, easy. It is not easy. It is really not it easy. It is not. And I hate to, like, be hard on parents because everybody's just trying to do their best and stuff. But, you know, my son played a lot of sports. And he's big. He was big for his age. Oh, and come stuff. on! He's six eight. Yeah, he was well, a very big man, and he was always a big. He was yes child, and he had many, many, many coaches who were really, really hard on him. Mm -hmm. They were never hard on their own kids, oh, but no, they never. loved being hard on him. Yeah. And I had run into several after high school that were like would apologize to me oh i i was oh, so really? hard i was just so hard on him and i didn't you know i didn't i always treated him like he was a man and he was really a 13 year old boy like my son and i'm mm -hmm. like so you're just figuring that out now and i oh. mean at the, the one guy i was so angry at him his own wife sat next to me and she said i don't know how you're sitting here letting my husband talk to your son like that mm -hmm. and i'm like well, am i really supposed to stand up and stop this game mm -hmm. because your husband can't control himself right he's frustrated with everything that's happening and he's taking it out on my son i i said i don't know what you want me to do my son would be mortified if i did that right at his expense so it's you're gonna get expense. up and make a scene and but then he that and, guy and what, excuse me what brought you to that is not even going to matter anymore no all that's going to matter I is saw, that you I embarrassed him exactly like me embarrassing Kristen saying yes talking to but Eliza. that guy <laughs> I saw him at like a barbecue or whatever and he said I just wanted to tell you that I'm embarrassed and I'm I'm so upset with myself for the way I treated him when he was a 13 year old boy or I think he was maybe 14 and I wanted I wanted to say well you're why he quit baseball right. but what I did say is you don't owe me an apology you owe my son an apology you said that I did him. and then I just walked away and I just thought bam yes mic drop mic drop <laughs> but it is so hard. It really, really is. It is hard. It's hard not to be that crazy person. And then I feel like... Especially the, with sports. I know. Hard. And then, because Ed would say, we're not like that. We we don't right. do that. And mm -hmm. I would think, you might not do that. I got a little crazy in me. Yeah. <laughs> but he would, he, there were some times, never in front of the kids and stuff like that. But it's it's very hard, like when you see other people who will make a scene in front of, you know, for their children. And then we would not, Ed would say, we're not, do, you know, we're not mm -hmm. doing that. Um, it's like, I wonder if the kids feel like, why didn't you stick up for me? I do think that. I do wonder about that sometimes. I did um, stick up for him. He was like on an all-star baseball team and I was out of town, my mom was ill. And he kept getting benched because he was riding his bike to practice because I couldn't drive him to practice. Right. And then the coach was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, I was benching him because he was late to practice. I didn't know you were out of town. And I'm thinking, I have to run my mother's illness through you? Right. But he said, well, your son didn't tell me that he didn't have a ride. And I'm like, 
well, why don't you ask him? Right, right. Like, instead of, like, berating them and right. stuff, why don't you have a conversation? There is something that I keep coming across over and over, and it says, my coach made me run. Uh, I was late for practice today. My coach made me run bases. My dad's the coach, and he drove me. <laughs> I'll tell you, years ago, when I was in catechism or mm -hmm. whatever, going to make my first communion, and lived in California, my mom would drive us and pick us up, and, you know, there was five kids, so she was always busy and frazzled and everything, and I remember sitting around the circle, and we had to say these prayers, and the, and the teacher, nun, whatever, was like, we're not leaving until everyone says these you know, Hail Mary and Our Father. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, looking at the clock and going, my mom is out there. <laughs> These kids don't know it. You can't hold me hostage. You cannot, I am not your hostage. Right. My mother is not going to be happy I, with this. Well, this is what my whole thing was, my whole life was, she ain't gonna wait. Mm -hmm. Like, she's gonna leave me. And I don't know the way home. And I was just like wound tight. Yes. And it's a cruel thing to do to children, just yes. to hold them accountable. And I remember when my own kids were in catechism or whatever, they would say, these kids are not getting themselves back and forth to these classes. Their mm -hmm. parents are. Right. These kids who are in second grade, if they don't go to church on Sunday, it's not because of them. Right. It's because of their parents. You cannot punish kids for what the parents because yeah. the parents are busy or late or run late. Or you have or... to go down state because their mother is ill. Exactly. And so it's a pretty good lesson for the coaches and the, the people out there. Stop holding kids responsible for things that are out of their control. Out of their control. I agree, Barb. That's good. Yeah, let's stop here. Because that was so wise. I mean, every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while. That was good. So, I mean, I guess we just did a general Do rant. I need to call my Kristen and apologize that I... No. That I, oh, I still feel badly about that, that you one, about the volleyball one. Because it's ridiculous. I mean, that's wait, the same this is what I want to know. catechism ever, story. I know, but were you... She, well, I mean, she left because she was worried about you. Right, but she... I, I mean, first of all, were you... Why... Have you ever been a yeller? Never. I was a yeller. I wouldn't have yelled at her about that. I'm not... I'm just talking about in general. We know. She says it's called going all Beth on, her, on you. <laughs> going all Beth And believe her. me, when you've I got know. Beth gone on you, then yeah, you know what's know. happened. You know what's happened. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen that often anymore, but I'm just saying that, I don't know, none of it's easy. Some of it's, it, like, it's like you're trying to run a house, you're trying to do this, you're trying everybody to be on, okay, I can go do this, now I've got, I've got to pick you up. All right, let you go, you told me to come get you, so I come get you now, and now I'll get you, and now we have to get home, you need to get homework done, you, need, you know, whatever it was, but I don't know. I know the coaches are just trying to do their best, too, and they are volunteering their time. Not that person. Right. Not your but, coach. But, yeah. but, you know, these baseball coaches and stuff, they absolutely are putting their heart and soul into this stuff. And, yes, they make mistakes because they're people. They are. And, you know, we are, my Kristen, she had, she was on a travel basketball um, team. And I, I think it started when she was in sixth grade. And they would run at the end of every practice. And she would get in the car because she didn't finish last. She didn't finish first. She, I don't think she finished last, but she, the, the running was 
mm-hmm. hard on her. And she would do it, and she'd get in the car, and she'd be crying. And I think to myself, why do we do this when everybody is upset at the end of it? Yeah. And we travel, and it's expensive. Why are we doing it? Mm. And then when she ran the Chicago Marathon, mm-hmm. her coach put something on Facebook about, uh, well, first of all, we always liked that coach. He was a fair coach. He, was a, he wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. She did get better mm-hmm. because he had, you know, you have to run. She may have run it in one time at the beginning of the year, and she was much, much better at the end of the year. Exactly. Which she would That's not the have, whole point. That was the whole point. So he was doing, and he was not belittling. Yeah. He was always encouraging to the kid. He was a really, really good coach. I'm just going to say his name. Rainbow, Jim Rainbow. He was oh, a good coach. Yeah. I know this wife. Yeah. His wife. And he was a good and the his wife was part of it. I mean, they ran this travel team. It was a lot of work on them and they mm-hmm. had their own children and stuff. Exactly. And he did and then when Kristen ran the the marathon, he put something nice on there and then I put something about look at our girl, you know, from the days when she was crying in the back seat from running <laughs> from running laps to now running the marathon. Um, and he was instrumental. He was a good coach. He he was different than that coach that made Kevin quit ba- uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. This guy was a guy that encouraged them and made sure they kept playing. Yeah. He was good. Some of those girls from the from that team. One, I mean, Kristen is successful. Uh, one of them flies helicopters for the Navy, I think, either the Navy or the Air Force. One of them is a nurse practitioner. Um, no, she's going to be an ana- a nurse anesthetist. Mm. Um, all of them, every single one of them, has done well. They yeah. learned like they learned what you were supposed to learn from that. Like yeah, time management. Yeah, sports are, and, are, are great. Yeah, I, they can exactly. be like if you have good coaches. If you have good coaches, and the coaches are volunteer, but we just happen to get very very lucky with the good Kevin, coaches. Yeah, my son has had good coaches throughout, and and my daughter played basketball in high school and. She had some really good coaches and people that made you want to be successful, yeah. made you want to try hard and get better. And and we had fun at those times. Oh, I mean, me too. my gosh, all you're doing is picking up, driving, mm-hmm. taking back and forth. It yes, was just, we were all over Indiana. We were all with over the travel basketball exactly. and everything. Ugh. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> but it was lovely it was chatting. A lot of fun. If you're. Uh, Thanks if you want to do that thing where you subscribe or... Yeah, we don't well, know about that. But, but I just look at your phone and because then it pops up. How it nice does. when it pops up. It does up. pop up. And because the other, to... last week I was like, boyfriend, I'm so disappointed that I didn't get the notification that it was um, podcast Wednesday. He's like, babe, it's Tuesday. <laughs> That's why you the didn't end. get it. All right. <laughs> I didn't get it. All right. <laughs> Love you, Mina. Love you, Mina. Thanks for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe. And don't forget, be kind and trust your gut.